Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers, the Global Travel Destinations podcast. These are my travel reviews, advice, and recommendations based on first-hand experiences I gain from the two to three times a month I travel all over the world. You can find out more at tipsfortravellers.com. That's all one word, and travellers is spelled the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravellers.com or at mytravelreviews.com. So, let's get on with this week's podcast. Yes, indeed. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the city that never sleeps, the one that's named twice, New York, New York. And the feature of this week's podcast is going to be what to do if you have just 48 hours in New York. It's an action-packed, not-to-be-missed tour if you've got limited time, like a weekend in New York, which is based on my time spent in the city and some of the trips that I've done when going to New York with people who've not been there before, or even with people who want to do a real tourist thing. There is so much to to do in New York. You could spend absolutely weeks there and still not do everything. And I know that because I have actually spent weeks there doing just that and still haven't seen everything. So the podcast will help you have fun in 48 hours in New York. On the site at uh, tipsfortravelers.com, there are a whole pile of links that you'll be able to find out more about the different places that I talk about. That's what we're going to do, 48 Hours in New York, on the Tips for Travellers podcast with Gary Bembridge. So let's kick off without any further ado. Like I said, on the site, you'll find piles of links and and also some reviews of places. And just remind you at the site, also what you've got on the site is a lot of photo galleries and video galleries where I show little video clips of mostly the hotel rooms I stay in. And I'll talk a little bit about hotels at the end of the podcast. So you've got two days in New York and you want to do the right things. So here's what you do. You've got to start every day pretty early and sharp. And I'm going to give you on day one two different scenarios to spend the morning doing. The one I'm going to recommend is Circle Line Tours. Now Circle Line Tours, they depart from sort of 42nd Street towards the end of 42nd Street. And they've been going since, I think, looking at the website, something like about 1945. And these are great. They're basically, you can have two tours, one of which goes sort of round the bottom of New York, halfway up the other side, if you like. And there's great commentary, and you do a little flit around the Empire State, not the Empire State, but in the Statue of Liberty, and you see all the various bits and pieces. You get great photographs, and you get a good sense of where everything is. They have a longer tour, which goes right the way around Manhattan, and that's really cool and really worth doing. And I would strongly advise, if you haven't been to New York, that's the one that you do. Go on the Circle Line tour. Now, you can actually find out more about that um, at at the site, which is circleline.com, and I'll direct you there to another site it tells you about prices and times and stuff but it goes very regularly and it's great you just sit there they get to lots of anecdotes you get great photographs it tells you where everything is so that's what i would suggest now if you don't want to do that you don't want to get the whole global view 
The other thing to do is to visit Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. Now, you've got to be early. You've got to get right down to Battery Park, which is right at the bottom of New York. Um, zap down there on in a cab or zap down there in, in the underground. I would recommend getting a cab because it takes a while to sort out the underground and the tube and, 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 and the metro, whatever it's called. So I would just jump in a cab and zoom down there. If you're going from Times Square down, it's going to cost you about $10 and you get to a place called Battery Park, which is interesting in itself. And sorry for the sound effects there. And so you queue up, you buy your tickets, and you buy a ticket on Circle Line, but it's a different, a different ship, boat thing that takes you. You buy it in, in the Castle Howard, and you buy a ticket which gives you, a, takes you to the Statue of Liberty, where you can get off, and depending on whether it's closed or not, you can go inside. You can't go right at the Statue of Liberty, but you can go to the outside and look up through a, through a, a thing which you see right the way up to the top of the Statue of Liberty. And it then takes you to Ellis Island. And Ellis Island, which of course is where all the immigrants came in, you can then get off and spend time at Ellis Island. Now, whether you do the Circle Line tour all the way around Manhattan, or you do the Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty drop-off thing, that is going to take you, all told, the whole morning. It really is going to take the whole morning. So the Statue of Liberty... Uh, it kicks off in the morning at about 9.30. It closes at about 5 p.m. It's open every day except for Christmas Day. So, But you've got to get down there early. If you don't get down there early, first of all, they will limit the number of people that get in. And you can queue for two or three or more hours to get on that boat. So unless you're going to get down there first thing, don't bother. The main, the other Circle Line tour, which goes around Manhattan, they just have so many trips that you didn't, you don't really need to worry too much about that. Now... Like I said, I would recommend you do the Circle Line tour all the way around Manhattan. You get a good sense of where everything is. Great commentary. They tell you the history of the city, who came there first, who conquered who, etc., etc. It's a much better, much, much, much better thing to do. Anyway, so on the site, on my site, you'll find the links to that kind of thing. You'll find some some reviews that, that various people have done so you can make your call. But spend your morning getting a sense of either the whole island or you get the... the, the I'm sort of making this terrible sound effects. I'm getting flapping away with my hands. Um, or you get a sense of the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. But the Circle Island tour, you get great pictures. They get very close to the Statue of Liberty. They tell you about Ellis Island. So once you get back from that, that's going to take you pretty much the whole morning. What I would then suggest you do is... If you're doing the Circle Line tour, you'll come back to around about 42nd Street. And right next door to that is the Intrepid Sea, Air and Space Museum. Now, the Intrepid Sea, Air and Space Museum is based on the, the Intrepid, which is a, uh, a, a very large um, battleship um, uh, aircraft carrier thing. It's absolutely monstrous. And they have... Um, next door now they have one of the British Airways Concords right next door so that's really interesting to see but it's it's a great 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 museum so it, and it's got um, a lot of um, airplanes with combat airplanes and, and civil airplanes and it's a really interesting tour and it's just interesting to kind of weave your way around this massive 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 ship now the great thing also if you if even if you're not really into air or space and stuff, it's just a lot of history. It talks about just how powerful these 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 ships are, and you just get a whole sense of war and battle and etc. etc. Very very interesting. Now, just next to the Intrepid, if you're lucky, there may be some ships in because right next door is where most of the the cruise line ships that come into New York, Manhattan. Birth. Now, things like um, the Cunard QE2, the Queen Mary 2, they used to dock there. Now, from next year, from 2006, they're actually going to be going to Brooklyn. So 
one of the things you can do is you can look um, at the uh, Port Authority site and, and the webcams and see if any ships are in. But when I was actually last there, the Queen Mary 2 was in there when I, we were doing a similar one of our little, little two-day tour that I'm talking about. It was really exciting because you can go and see the ship and stuff. So that's all in that area. Now, that's the thing to do after that. And that's going to take you a good, a good couple of hours or so. But you probably need to be quite prompt at doing that. Now, it's quite difficult actually to get a cab from where the Circle Line is or where the Intrepid is, bizarrely, even if a ship's not in. It's just quite, you know, so you need to kind of grab a cab when when people are being dropped off don't let one get away although if you've got time and it's the summer i wouldn't recommend this winter what you then do is you walk along um, either of those roads it's 42nd 43rd whatever you just walk all the way along there up to times square it's a couple of blocks walk but you eventually get to times square now times square is really worth spending time at on the site i've got the a link to the website which is timesquare.com but if you go to times square you get just you know it's that famous famous image of new york separate to the kind of the battery park statue of liberty area and it's very busy it's it's just lots of people it's a bit annoying because there's so many people there but in times square you've got things like the virgin mega store the great toys r us store the new hard rock cafe you've got 42nd street with the disney stuff and just so much going on so you, you've got to see it you've got to take some pictures in the daytime because i'm going to talk a little bit later how you come back on the on tomorrow evening the second evening take some pictures at, at night it's very frustrating it's very claustrophobic there's lots and lots of people there but you've got to do it you've got to see it and you probably want to pop into things like the toys r us store where they've got a little little um, ferris wheel in there and all the virgin store or any of those big stores around there now one of the things you should do there is they have the tickets booth which is tkts which you'll see right slap bang in the middle middle there and they sell cut price tickets to shows for that evening now the queues are quite long but not they're quite fast moving and what i would recommend is you're going to get yourself to see a show you've got to be uh, in new york and you've got to see a broadway show or an off-broadway show now what you should really do is about three months before you go if you're organized and it's not a last minute thing is you go to ticketmaster.com and about literally three months to the day before a show they release the tickets and it's worth buying and booking in advance if you want to see any of the big shows but if you haven't done that you haven't been quite as organized when you're in times square you stand in the tickets queue and you'll see it there it's kind of a red um, prefab buildings there so if you're with a couple of people what i suggest is one of you queues for the tickets the other of you just head up a little bit up the road to the dale and thomas popcorn shop now the dale and thomas popcorn shop is just amazing it's in as i said in times square it's on broadway on 48th street and you pop into dale and thomas and buy yourself a bag of popcorn now the popcorn i recommend is one of the ones with chocolate in and it's just just amazingly fabulously just yummy 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 every time i go to new york i make a point of buying a couple of bags of stuff i only eat them before i leave and have to go back and buy some more to take home so you pop in there you buy your popcorn this is going to give you your carbohydrates your energy and get your chocolate drizzle or your toffee crunch drizzle corn buy your tickets now once you've got your tickets you munch in your popcorn what you then want to do is head up and then head across to the Rockefeller Center. So you kind of head up Broadway or, or, or one of those, those streets. And then you want to cut across down to Rockefeller Center. Now, in, in the maps you'll get in your hotel, they've got some great maps in all the lobbies. You'll see kind of how to get to Rockefeller Center on the map. And as I said, I've got links there. But you amble up um, the road and you'll eventually get to the Radio City Music Hall, which of course is the famous, famous Music City Hall. Now, if you're going to be there for Christmas, 
and you remember the three months ahead thing, you will have booked to go and see actually the famous Radio City musical Christmas show with all the rockets and everything. But, you know, if you haven't done that, fine. You just take a look at what's on. You can go on a tour through the Radio City musical, but it's probably best on this whirlwind tour you're doing just to take photographs of the outside. It's a great-looking building, kind of very art deco building. You'll then walk past it to the Rockefeller Center. Now, if it's winter, they'll have the, the ice rink and the amazingly humongous Christmas tree that they, they have every single year in front of the Rockefeller Center. I mean, it's absolutely just a massive and very beautiful tree. So you can watch people ice skating. Now, you could, in the Rockefeller Center, go on a center tour, which is very interesting. The, the NBC studios do a tour. I've already mentioned the Radio City um, uh, tour. And then the, the Today Show, one of the, the U.S., Big morning shows, they also broadcast from just opposite Rockefeller Center. So if you, you can also kind of see what's going on there. But because we're on the whirlwind tour and we're looking more at outside things, you're going to get some great pictures um, of, of all that stuff. What you're then going to do is you're then going to go past that and up to Fifth Avenue. You're then going to turn left into Fifth Avenue and you're going to take a brisk walk up Fifth Avenue. Now, on Fifth Avenue, you've got all your beautiful clothes stores. You're going to walk past the Trump Center nearby. You're going to just keep walking and walking down there, popping into shops if you want to do as you go. But you're heading up towards Central Park. And eventually, you're going to get to the Plaza Hotel. FAO Schwartz, the big toy store, is going to be there. And you're going to get to the Central Park, and you'll see all the carriages um, with the horses which you can go on a ride around Central Park. I don't advise you do it. You'll end up spending a lot of money. But if you're feeling flush and your legs are killing you, you might want to just pop in one of those horse-drawn carriages and go for a little flit around Central Park. What I would advise, if it's summer, what you want to do is head into the park a little bit and um, you'll see signs and stuff and hire some bicycles. Take a little cycle around Central Park because it's such a humongously big park. Take a cycle around it. There's a great lake there. You can then sit and relax in the sun. If it's winter, you probably just want to walk a little bit through through the park. Now, if it is winter and you don't want to spend time in the, in the park and relaxing because you've had a busy, rushing day and it's probably getting dark quite by now, you should probably pop into one of the museums. Now, you could do this in summer, but I'm just saying you probably want to spend time outside because outside of New York in summer is great. But just on the right-hand side of the the the, the, the Central Park, which you would have head up, you've got the great-looking Guggenheim Museum with its swirly architecture, which you're going to want to take pictures of anyway. You could pop in there. Now, it's that that if you're going to go to a museum and you've got limited time, that's the one to go to. It's not a monstrously big museum, but they have a nice big cross-section of art and, and you have the, the great walkway. And it's a famous building, so you're seeing some, some great stuff. And they also have a really nice um, gift shop in there, which you can always find great little gifts and things to buy. Now, if you've, you really want to immerse yourself in art, of course, you've got the Metropolitan Museum of Art just a little bit further um, uh, down there. And again, like... As I said earlier, we've got links to the sites, opening times, what's there. Now, Metropolitan Museum of Art, you could probably spend three days there, if not more. So, again, it's a bit daunting if you're just going to pop in and pop out, which you can kind of in the Guggenheim spend a bit of time and get a feel for what's on. But you could go into the Metropolitan and have a look around. But it's really on our 48-hour thing. We're doing more exteriors and feel kind of stuff. But that's the option. You know, if you get to Central Park and it's in summer, I would say hire a bike, cycle around, sit outside, have something to drink, chat, relax, chill out. If it's a bit winter, a bit cold to do that, you can go into one of those museums. Now, 
By now, it's pretty late and it's time to get ready to go to the theatre. So you're going to head off to your show. If you've booked your three months in advance, you're going to go and see some great Broadway shows, which because they open and close so quickly, it's hard to recommend. But I've seen many of the things there. I've seen The Producers, which is great. I've seen Phantom, which is great. Obviously, it's been going for 17 years now on Broadway, etc. Et There's just so much great stuff going on. If you haven't done that and you've got your thing from tickets, you're going to go to whatever you're going to go and see. And you can get some, some, some great stuff. I've actually, one of the tips I've actually had with Ticketmaster is, although I've tried to book three months in advance, if you're prepared, if you're either traveling solo or you're prepared to sit by yourselves, you can actually get some fabulous seats, but they're kind of pocketed by yourself. So when I was last, um, when I was in New York this week, actually, I, I went on Ticketmaster and got a seat, one seat for the producers, and I was in the second row behind the conductor, you know, just fantastic. And that was because, you know, there was an odd seat left over and not many people want to sit by themselves, but I was there by myself. So, Right, so you're going to be quite tired. You're going to go to bed, probably, unless you're one of the party animals. Day two, you're going to get up again, short, you know, sharp and early and prompt, and you're going to head down to the Empire State Building. So what we're going to be doing now is you're doing a little bit of sort of sort of middish town kind of thing, but you're going to head down to the Empire State Building. You've got to go up the Empire State Building. Now, you can actually buy and print tickets in advance, at the website it's a funny old uh, url um it's esbnyc.com but look on on, on my traveler uh, on tipsfortravelers.com and you'll get the link and and it's probably worth getting tickets in advance because it's actually quite a lengthy long drawn-up process with this loads of people um you know queuing to buy tickets and it's quite a slow process so i would try and buy your tickets in advance and of course, most hotels and things now actually have um, internet access, so you can kind of do it even if you've forgotten to do it. But get there prompt and early. Check what times it opens. It normally opens more or less the same times every day, but there's some is some variances there. But you want to be early because the queues can be huge to get there. So um, get there, get there nice and prompt, and go right the way up. Now it depends on the weather, how far they how far they actually um, let you up that whole that whole place, but. It's it, it's really, 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 really is something you've just got to do. Now, you can also, they've got, on the website, they've got tower cams, so you can also get a preview of what you're going to be seeing. But, you know, the Empire State Building is still just the best building, I think, in, in, in New York. So on the 86th floor is where you have the observatory and you get the panoramic views, and it's just uh, great. Now, um, it's open in 1931. They claim something like 3.5 million people have been up there, and the, it's just fantastic and you get amazing views and it's really really worth doing now they have all other kind of gimmicky touristy things like the sky ride and all that stuff which i wouldn't really bother with but it's a beautiful art deco building and, and read all the stuff about it because it's very interesting just how fast they built that damn thing and and this is very interesting so you're going to spend time up the empire state building it's probably going to take quite a big slug of the morning now when you come down, you're going to head off to Macy's. Macy's is very, very close to the Empire State Building. Again, as I said, there's links there, and you'll you'll see on your map how to get there. But it's just kind of round round the block, really. And now Macy's is this, is a huge department store, massive department store, and it's kind of one of the the definitive places you've got to go if you're going shopping. So have a meander around Macy's, but make sure you don't split up because you'll get lost. And what I tend to do with Macy's is just pick a couple of things I want to look at. And it's all very rambly and buildings connected together, but you've got to do it. Then what you're going to do after that, it's you, you may be around about lunchtime or so by now, so you probably want to, you can eat something in Macy's. Then what I suggest you do is is you, you head down to Ground Zero. Now, some people don't want to go down to Ground Zero, but 
I think it is for all the history and, and significance of it, it is worth going down to. So Ground Zero, of course, is um, where the World um, Trade Center was. And, you know, go down there, although they're starting to do the redevelopment of stuff, but there are, you know, you they have lists of all the people's names. It is very moving. And it is very understated what they've done there. Um, and I think that's very tastefully done. And it's it really is worth just going down and reflecting about it and, and without being... Um, you know, overly morbid, or it's just really worth visiting because it is, you know, it is such a important part of of what New York is now. Now, we're still in kind of shopping mode. Just across the road from Ground Zero, next to the Hilton Millennium, is Century Twenty One. You can't go to New York without going to Century Twenty One. Century Twenty One is kind of like a TK Maxx kind of thing. For those of you who know that thing, it's kind of designer names at lower prices, and I don't. It's it's. It's a, it's not a very great looking shop inside, but it, it's you just got to go and you can get great bargains. I, I'm one of these people who kind of goes in, has me around, around, and then says, "Oh, I've had enough now," but ends up buying something anyway because there's lots of great stuff there at great prices. And so, Century Twenty One, and again, links on the website. So, it's kind of probably sort of latish, early, late morning, just after lunchish, afternoonish time. What I would then suggest you do to kind of tap off, end off the afternoon is is head down back to the Battery Park area. Now, those of you who went on the, the tour won't have been to the Battery Park, so then head down to Battery Park. Now, you, can, you could walk down from, from Ground Zero and Century One, but it's quite a long walk, so you probably want to jump in a cab, or if you've been um, adventurous and worked out the, the, the tube underground system, metro system, then do that. But head down to Battery Park and go to the Staten Island Ferry. Now, Staten Island Ferry has been running for donkeys, donkeys years um, across Staten Island. Surprise, surprise. And... Um, you can jump on that and you just head across to Staten Island and back. And you just get great views of New York. And if it's if it's winter, it's obviously getting, by now, beginning a little bit dark. So you get this, some of the night scene. You can get some great pictures of your cameras, the kind that can, can do that. But you just get a lovely view of the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, the skyscrapers. And it's it's really, really worth doing. It takes something apparently that there's about five boats take about 70,000 passengers or more daily 104 daily trips and um it's it's really worth doing and and um i don't think it costs anything it still doesn't cost anything if i'm correct in speaking i always forget whether i pay or not um i the time before i went to new york i went on the Island ferry i've been on it so many times it's really really great doing and particularly in winter when it's a little bit dark and and so you get you've done the daytime view and you get the nighttime view now by now you're going to be really tired because you've had two manic days. You may be flying back home that night um, to wherever you're going. So what I would suggest you do is this is where you do whatever you want to do. You've stuck to my schedule. You've rushed around. I would advise at some point in the evening going back to Times Square and seeing it at night and, and trying to take those pictures to be in your camera and popping into the Hershey's shop or buying some more popcorn and just basically um, hanging out with everyone in Times Square for a period of time. Now... Where are you going to stay in New York? Well, there are millions and millions and millions of places. And on on my site at tipsoftravelers.com, you will find, if you go to the video um, gallery link, you'll see video clips of a number of hotel rooms that I've stayed in New York in the last uh, two years. I think there's about four or five different video clips there. You get a sense of those. It is very expensive staying in New York. You can find cheap places. The best places to go um, are look at sites like Apodo, Expedia, Travelocity, LateRooms.com, and just hunt around. And, but it is expensive, so you know, really shop around and take a look at those video clips. 
Well, hopefully you enjoyed the 48 hours in New York. It's busy, busy, busy. Rush, rush, rush. And as I said, visit the site and you'll find links to all of the stuff I've spoken about and more. And so that's all for this week's podcast. Next week, we'll be looking again at some more tips for travellers. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast with Gary Bembridge. To find out more, visit the Tips for Travellers website at tipsfortravellers.com. That's all one word and spelt the UK way with two L's. That's tipsfortravellers.com or mytravelreviews.com. There you'll find contact details, links and much, much more. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, search on iTunes or Yahoo Podcasts for Tips for Travellers.